I'm coming from one scripture, James chapter 4, verse 7. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to take us all the way there. We're going to ride the train off of that one. That one going to turn to about 13, maybe 14. So um, James 4 and 7. Uh, the, it's the strategy of demon attacks and how, how to prevent them, uh, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. We have to resist though. That's the only way. It's the only way he'll flee. If, if, if we don't resist him, he's going to stay right there. You know, uh, I, man, I know. Uh, the spiritual realm is real. It's real. Demons are real. They are real. Demons are real. And, and, and you know, I, I want to show you uh, from Scripture, you know, some ways that demons attack. Show you how real they is. And not only how they attack, but how they attack believers. See, if, if he already got you, he, he ain't, he ain't going to attack you. So this, this for the uh, true believers in Christ Jesus. It's this for the true believers. Uh, demonic, de- demons deceive uh, the primary way the enemy attacks the believer is through deception. It's through deception. There are many forms of deception. It's many forms. Uh, spiritual warfare is simply the fight to believe God's truth over the enemy lies. That's where the fight at. We have to make a decision on who we're going to believe. We're going to either believe the truth or we're going to believe the lies over the truth. I mean, lies over the truth don't even sound good, you know, but some do. Some do. And the scripture says in John uh, chapter eight, verse 44, for you are the children of the father of the devil and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always Hated the truth because there is no truth. Ain't no truth in him. There is no truth in him. When 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 he lies, it is it's, it's consistent with his character. When the devil lies, that's that's just his character. That's his nature anyway. He's a born liar. He's the father of it. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So. The primary strategy against the believer from the demonic realm is deception. He uses deception. John 8 and 32, it says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The believer does not become bound by the demon itself. We're not bound by the demons. You know, they, they become bound by the lies and deception. It's the lies and deception that bounds us. Because we, the demon can't do nothing. 
He can't do no more than what we let him do. So we're bound by uh, by his lies and his deception. When you know the truth, it's like turning on the light in a dark place. How quick that light come on. That's that's what knowing the truth is like when when that light goes on. The darkness dissolves instantly. It goes away instantly. And when you know the truth, you're 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 liberated from demonic deceptions. Now, before I describe the different ways the enemy does attacks. The how he attacks the believer, you know, let I'm going to explain some uh, some of his limitations, too. He got limits. Yet the en- our enemy has limits also. Now, uh, demons are very, they are very powerful beings. Jude 1 and 9, it says, Yet Michael, the archangel, when condemning, when contending with the devil in a dispute about the body of Moses, did not dare to pronounce upon him a railing judgment but he said the lord rebuke you so we must be aware in our approach in spiritual warfare because it's real because demonic beings they are highly trained highly trained spiritual assassins sitting waiting they waiting to see who they can take out you know a, a sniper or an assassin, they, they, they do it from a distance. So, you know, the way the enemy do, he sit back and he'll wait as long as two, three, four years. When he can get you, he gonna get you. He waited a long time for that. He waited. He is like an assassin. Yeah, who, and he knows, uh, humanity's weak point. So, you know, we have to take we have to take this spiritual warfare so seriously. We have to take it serious. But with that in mind, we must remember that they also do have their limitations. They do have limits. First of all, demons, they can't read our minds. First Kings 8 and 39, it says then here in heaven are dwelling your dwelling place and forgive and act and render to everyone according to all his ways, whose heart, you know, for only, you know, the hearts of the sons of man. So only God can read your mind. Only God can read minds. Number two, demons cannot see. The future. They can't see our life ahead. Isaiah 46, uh, 9 through 10, it says, remember the former day, the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. Say my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. So scripture says right there that 
There is no one like God. Nobody like God. Nothing or no one like God who can describe the ending from our beginning. Only God can see all things. Only God can see all things. Only God can see the future. So how then how you you ask, how do how do psychics, you know, get their power? How do psychics get their power? Well, demons, you know, they, they make, you know, what we call educated guesses. That's what they do. They make educated guesses as, you know, I mentioned a moment ago, demonic beings, they understand the human nature. They understand the human ways. We probably can't even fathom, you know, and looking at, at human nature, we, we, we just make educated guesses. That's all we do. We just guess things. We make educated guesses that, that are mostly wrong, and sometimes we get it right. Sometimes they get right. Demons cannot be omnipresent. Job chapter 1, 6 and 7, it says, Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and the adversary also came among them. Verse 7, And the Lord said to the adversary, From where have you come? From where have you come? Then the adversary answered in the Lord and said, from roaming on the earth and walking up and down on it. Now here, you know, we see that the adversary, he traveled. He's a traveler. You know, he traveled. Remember, Jesus said when an unclean spirit, when it comes out of a man, it goes. Goes what? You know, through the desert, roaming through the desert. So. It moves about if you're omnipresent, you know, by by definition, if you that, you know, can't move anywhere. If you're omnipresent, you know, because I mean, you, you're already everywhere. If you're omnipresent, you're everywhere. You, you're supposed to be anyway, you know, at times. So the fact is that. You know, the adversary, he moves, you know, that demons move about the earth, you know, is proof that they are not omnipresent. So those are demon. That's a demon, uh, demonic lim- uh, limitation right there. They cannot read minds. They cannot see the future and they cannot be everywhere like God, like our God, the God that we serve. They can't be everywhere like that, you know, so. How do demonic beings, how do they attack the believer? Well, we know biblically speaking that Christians, we cannot be possessed. You'd be a lie and say, I'm possessed, you know, by something. We, if, if, if we're a believer and we know this word, if this word is in us, ain't no way possible we can be possessed. We can't be possessed. So, um or or oppressed so we we can't be we can't be possessed we we can't be cursed um you can't curse you know what god has declared blessed you can't curse that you can't curse what god declared 
to be blessed in whatever words someone speaks against you or speaks against me. Because I, I know they do, you know, speaks against me. God's word speaks something far greater than what they say. Speaks greater than what man say about us. This doesn't mean that demons cannot affect and influence and attack the believer. Don't mean that he can't. He can't. So, um, number one, they, they use they use accusations. That's what demons use. They use accusations. Revelation 12 and 10, it says, then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters have been thrown down to earth. The one who accuses them before our God day and night, constantly, constantly, day and night. He do it day and night. The Bible calls the enemy the accuser. Have you ever been, you know, going about your day? You just you going about your day. You know, you can have all the joy and all the peace. Then all of a sudden, you know, you get a flashback or a memory of something you did, you know, in the past. Uh, a lot. It happens a lot, you know, or just a, a thought, you know. Um, you know, that's that's the accusations right there. The enemy is working against you, trying to get you to focus on the shame, you know, things that we're ashamed of. We used to be ashamed of. Because God has taken that stuff away. So, you know, used to is in the past. It's in the past. When God take it away, he takes something away from you. If it do come up, put it back. Put it back there where it belong. It belong in the back. Yeah, the enemy is, he's working, you know, he, he's working against you, you know, trying to get you. He's trying to get you to focus on this thing now. That's why he bring things you know, to mind. He wants you to focus on that one point. He wants you to stay still for a minute, just long enough for him to attack. Just long enough. You know, he wants us to focus on our past sin. It, you know, it, it's time to be free from these assaults from the devil. It's time to be free from it. You know, it's time to recognize that God has forgiven you. He has forgiven you and he's put your past where it belongs. If he can do it, we can do it too. If he can put our past behind us, we can walk in freedom and walk away from it ourselves. Yeah, this is an assault, you know, that is very common against the believer, you know, because the enemy does not want you to have peace. You know, if we get to a certain level of peace and joy, we will be unstoppable. Anything else that comes up against us it, I, I just don't think it'll penetrate it. You know, how, how they say the enemy hit you with those fiery dots, those fiery dots. We, we can have a shield up. If we got the peace and if we got joy, man, it, it's just no penetrating that. I, I'm, I'm a living witness to that, man. I, I've had some missiles shot at me. Not dots. We ain't going to say dots. 
bazookas. You shoot a dot out of that. And you know how hard you got to try to block this bazooka, this cannon shot. Well, God will make that happen. Bing. (laughs) He'll make it happen, man. I know he will. He did it. He did it for me, man. I know what God will do. I know what Jesus has done. So the enemy can't. He can't hit me with my past no more, man. He can't make me cry uh, sad tears. I'm, I'm crying happy tears now because I'm set free and I'm, I'm at peace with what has happened. Has is behind me. I'm looking at what's in front of me now. Forget that. That's real talk. Number two is temptation. Temptation. In Genesis chapter 3, we see that the enemy, he tempts Eve. And later, of course, you know, Adam, he fell, uh, you know, for the same sin. But when the enemy went to tempt Eve, the first thing he did was he challenged God's word. He challenged God's word. You notice everything when 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 the enemy opened his mouth, and this is in something else that I'm kind of working with, but when the enemy opened his mouth, it's nothing stern. He he always come at you with questions. It ain't it's not nothing confirmed. You know? Everything that he opened his mouth and say is a question. It's questions. Hey, the first thing he did, he, he challenged God's word. Uh, this was the result of Genesis chapter three, verses six. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her. And he ate it too. Demons are, they, they like salespeople, you know, for sin. They like, they like salespeople, man. They, they have it in their pocket. <laughs> and, and they ready, they ready to sell it. All the time. We have to know that they present all the time too. We have to know that. So they, they, they present it. You know, try to get you to fall into it. They try to get you to fall in and in, in, in to sin. Remember this day, they never going to present you with something that's not interesting. They ain't going to come with just no anything, you know, like like Cain. You know, he he just came with anything. They ain't coming with just anything. They're going to come with something that they know you like. They're going to come with with enticing things. Fall into it. When the enemy tempts you. He's going to tempt you with things that you find tempting. You find it tempting. He's going to exploit your weakness. 
So this is an assault of the enemy. For sure. You know, this one, this one way the enemy, he has destroyed marriages. He's destroyed families. He's destroyed ministries with this one right here. With this one. You know, it's 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 through temptation, and temptation is really a form of deception. When you look at it, because you know the deceive deceiving part about you know temptation it says you know this sin you talking to yourself this sin is worth my integrity i'm gonna take a chance that's what that's what they saying this sin is the one they like to do or the one they they hide you know this this sin is worth my integrity this sin you know it would give me Permanent pleasure in your mind. You think this. It will give me permanent pleasure. This sin will fulfill me at that moment. Nothing permanent at that moment. And, you know, it's the lie of the fulfillment in that sin, you know, uh, that really gets you. It gets you because you you wouldn't fall for temptation you wouldn't sin. You wouldn't if you didn't think that. If you didn't feel like that sin was, you know, really fulfilling you or or helping you, you wouldn't fall into it, you know. It's it's deception right there, you know. Um, It's a great deception, you know, behind temptation. So, you know, temptation is one of the forms of deception. It is, you know. he, He accuses you of your sin temptation and it's it's interesting you know how the enemy works with these two he worked with with, with those two real good he'll tempt you he tempts you and he tempts you all this tempting he's doing you know and, and and once once he got you then he'll start to accuse you he throwing it at you like it's all good, you know, like do this, do this. Soon as you start doing it, soon as you start doing it, making a mess up here. <laughs> soon as, as soon as you start doing it now, he's coming to accuse you of what he brought. Slick rascal, man. <laughs> Slick rascal, you know. So we we do, man. We uh we have to we have to watch out, you know, for these two attacks because they work together hand in hand. They work together hand in hand. Uh, number three, it's it's distractions. Distract distraction is one of his his main hitmen. Distraction. Ephesians 6 and 12, it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. We're not even a part of this. We're just living in it. We're just walking in this world. But, you know, to be active in the world, we're not a part of the actions of this world. Um, 
against spiritual wickedness in high places, these fallen ones. That's what you're talking about. Fallen ones. The enemy wants to take your mind off of the supernatural world. He want to keep our minds on what we can see as far as we can see things. He don't he don't want us to see the unseen, you know, and the only way we can see the unseen is through this word, through the word of God. If he can keep you out the word of God, you won't see the unseen. You won't see it. You know, like I said in the beginning, the ones that uh that that, you know, don't acknowledge, you know, this word and, you know, probably won't take time to go to church and try to get it. We have to get up under you know, a pastor or elder or somebody, you know, to really hear the word. We have to. We can't we can't be saved at home. We can't sit at home and look at uh, look at uh, church ministries on TV. man. That's part of the distraction right there. You ain't getting nothing. You ain't getting it. Hey, he, he, he wants to take our minds off off of those things. He wants to keep. You consumed by entertainment, by music and all of the distractions, you know, that this world offers. The world offers us just so much. The things that they they look all right, you know. Don't mean we have to fall for it and and, and lust after things like that. You know, he, he wants to keep us, you know, focused on the carnal things and not the supernatural he wants to keep you focused on the temporary and not the eternal eternal is spiritual eternal is not now see that's that's what people want they want to hear i want it right here and i want it right now in front of me this close so i can see it now too easy i don't want nothing easy like that easy life is over with if it's too easy, it's something behind it. Something behind it. You know, he wants to call. He wants to call you to to battles, you know, that uh, they don't even matter. You know, he wants to uh, give your atten- he wants you to give your attention. He wants to want you to give your energy, you know, to things that are not going to matter later on, you know. But to us, they matter right now. Let's hear it now. He wants us to invest our energy into things like that. You know, he want he he wants you to be involved, you know, in certain arguments, you know. He he wants, you know, to get you stuck on different things, the trap of distractions, fighting all these battles that don't even matter. Battles that we can't do nothing with. You know, thinking about Things you know you you shouldn't be thinking about. He you he he just throwing all kinds of stuff at you. You know, you know, taking taking your time away from God. That's that's what that's the biggest distraction right there. He want he want to take our time away from God. You know, the one that can 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 change us and mold us into what He want us to be. But He want to throw all these things. And he want to take our minds off of the true living God. You know, so we must be aware of the distractions of the enemy. Number four is depression. This is a big one right here. 
depression, you know. It's now it, it's important to remember that depression, you know, it, it, it can be caused, you know, by uh, demonic beings. But it doesn't mean that all depression is caused by demonic beings. Not all of it, um, you know, but that it, it, it doesn't, you know, um, it, it can happen, but it, it doesn't mean it's always the case. Uh, it's not the case always. So depression can come about as a result of a natural thing. Some natural, you know, can cause that. You know, natural things in this world. And, you know, it doesn't mean, however, that demons can use that. They can use that natural thing that cause you depression. And and they, they'll just jump on it and ride it. You know, so, uh, you know, sometimes uh, demons can they can they they can cause depression. Not all depression is caused by a demonic being in the same way demons can affect the the depression state. But that doesn't mean that all the time, not all the times that they can. But what demons do. Uh, they'll see somebody suffering from depression. They watch it. They'll see you suffering from it. And 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 what they do, they'll intensify it. Or they'll prolong the state where you're at. They'll prolong it. They will. Uh, you know, like, just say, like losing a child. You know, losing children. You know, he, he'll use that one. He'll prolong it. He'll have you feeling sorry for yourself. He'll have you beating yourself up. He'll have you in a state to where, man, like, did I cause my child to get killed or did I cause him to die? You know, what? Did I go wrong somewhere? Man, that's depression, man. That's de- It's so depressing. Beating yourself up. You ain't got to get beat up by people. If the enemy can get us in that state of mind, man, we... He don't need no help. We doing it to ourselves. True witness to that. I had to come out. I ain't tell them to do what they did. <laughs> I didn't tell them. But what demons do, they will. They they see you. They see you doing that, like. You know, he he can he can he can get involved in that situation and intensify that depression. And even he can prolong that depression by continually telling you lies. He'll continue telling you lies until you, you, you if you don't believe that lie again. He'll stop. He will stop. So we 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 can't say. All the time, that's, you know, definitely, you know, a spirit. We can't say that's the cause of it. Um, we can't say it's definitely uh, just depression sometimes. It is and sometimes it isn't. It can be spiritual being and it can be natural. It can, and, and you know, sometimes it can be, you know, a combination of both of them put together. But. One of the main ways the demons affect the believer is through 
depression and that depression comes about through deception. Go two more running together. Depression and deception. They make us believe believe a lie. You know, a lie as simple as I'm alone. They make us believe little small stuff like that. I'm alone, you know, and we forget the truth that God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. This for the believer. He said he'll never leave us, nor will he forsake us. He will never abandon us, never desert us. And at times we embrace that lie. And once we believe we're alone, we feel alone. And once we feel alone, then we're acting alone. And once we start acting alone, that becomes a behavior pattern. Being alone, you received it. I'm alone. Now I'm going to start acting alone. And it becomes a behavior pattern. And, you know, it's what we now it's a bondage now. It's a bondage. But know this, you know, the battlefield is the mind. It is the mind. And if if he can get in our heads, if he can get in our minds, then he can control the things that comes from our heart. He can control our heart. Now, once he get our minds, he can control the things that comes from our heart. And we need to come to know the truth that God is with us at all times. Not sometimes. God with us all the times. But we must be on alert to identify these lies and be set free from this attack of the enemy. Intimidation or anxiety, number five. Intimidation. He likes to he likes to do that. First Peter chapter five, six and seven, it says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He cares for you. One of the ways the enemy used to attack, he used to attack my baby, is, you know, through anxiety. Constantly, man. Constantly lying. Constantly lying to her, you know, telling, giving her worst case scenarios first. He's going to give you the worst of the worst first. I just saw something fly by me. It's wintertime. He stopped me in my track for a minute. So sorry. <laughs> he constantly lied to my baby, you know. He like giving her the worst case scenario. He give it to her first, you know, and like making like that's that's her reality, you know. That's that's her future. Like it was gonna be reality. It, it's it's amazing, you know, how how the enemy does that. You know, he wipes, he 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 whispers, you know, uh, to you, you know, worst case scenarios, telling you this is going to happen and that is going to happen now we understand that as believers we face tragedy we face heartaches but this is it's overkill 
it's overkill, you know, how he come. You know, it's overkill to think this way, you know, think worst case scenario. And, and that's how the enemy wants. He wants to keep you living like that. He wants to keep you living. And in, in, in that 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 type of thought, he's going to constantly keep suggesting, you know, the worst possible outcomes, the worst ones. He gives you the worst ones. And if if you're not careful, uh, you're not going to be able to identify these things. And if you don't identify the lie, you can't reject the lie. And if you don't reject that lie and somehow embrace that lie, you you embrace it. Now you're in this paranoid state. Now you're paranoid. You paranoid, uh, this paranoid anxious state, you know, where you, you always intense, you know, you're on the edge, you know, uh, like almost about to lose your mind. And, and, and around you, you know, people around you, they can kind of sense things like that. You know, whether we, whether we know it or not, people can sense that, uh, that is an assault of the enemy. It's an assault. Anxiety. It can also call it, it can also be caused by demonic beings, you know, or rooted in the natural. It can be rooted in, in like things coming from the world, or it could be a combination of both. You know, we, we have to watch out from both sides though. If you know we're in tune with our spiritual side, we're feeding it God, then we're able to handle the natural side of this life. We'll know what not to do and what we can do. We'll know that. Number six, affliction or mental torment. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verses five through nine, it reads, uh, this, that experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weaknesses. If I wanted to boast, I would I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth. But I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or here in my message, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was giving a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. So Paul here, he is writing. He's 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 writing a a demonic uh, mental torment you know, so to say that he was suffering with this Paul. He he was suffering with that. Now, uh, Christians don't need, we don't need no, uh, no exorcism or nothing like that, you know, or, uh, or, you know, undergo anything, you know, that resembles that. Uh, we, we, we are set free, you know, by knowing the truth. We already set free, so we, we, we don't need, you know, all that, 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 you know, like exorcism and 
just that extra stuff. If we know the truth, it'll set us free, you know, by what we know. We, we, the word of God is the truth. If we know the word of God, we can be set free. You know, uh, living a holy life, surrendering to God, repenting and asking his forgiveness, not by false hopes and superstition approaches. You know, so Paul, he it, it, it's, he was never told, oh, that's an evil spirit. You know, you got to get this cast out of you. Instead, this is what happened in verse in verse eight, three different times. You know, I begged the Lord to take it away. Verse nine, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weaknesses. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Man, you see how they come together. Now here, you know, we see that, you know, the uh, the solution to affliction, if you are a believer, it's not an exorcism. It's grace. Thank you for that one. It's grace. It's by grace, man. We don't need all that extra. Like we 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 know this. If we know the word, we man. I like that last song y'all sung, man. I, I can't even call it right now, but. It, it is so true, man. By his grace. We are, we are, you know, at our best, you know. Christ can work through us. Now here, man. <laughs> and look, you see, you see the enemy, you know, he, he's going to uh, be constantly assaulting your mind. Thoughts that are tormenting tormenting thoughts you know thoughts that will make you fearful and it's not just about putting fear in you you know he he wants to put a confusion plus fear in you it's another bad combination he want to put all this stuff in you as well you know trying to get you to second guess your walk with god he wants you to second guess it you know is this really what you you are you fit for this? You know, no. He he want to put all that. You know, he want to mess with your walk with God, and you know they they say things you know about your future. You know, demons can say things about your future. They don't know it. They they know us. They know the human. They they you know they 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 know, but they they cannot you know predict nothing that's in front of us. You know. Um, so they're going to say things about your future, about your past, your present, about who you are and who others are around you. Just know uh, they lie. Just know they, they lie about everything they can in order to get you to become tormented. Now, you know, these, these some, they, they want to mess with you. I, I've, I've been, you know, encountered with, 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 with these, with, with, they 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 are just they'll torture you, man. Just just out the blue for nothing. Just small stuff too. Just just torment you. You know, beware. That is an assault of the enemy. That's an assault. 
Number seven, indoctrination. Galatians 3 and 1, it says, says, uh, says, uh, foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you for the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. So here, you know, the scripture is describing uh, this deception coming over the Galatians, getting them to believe, trying to get them to believe a different gospel now. They, they trying to get them to believe something else. First uh, Timothy 4, 1 and 2, it says, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last days, some will turn away from the truth, from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars and their consciences are seared. So indoctrination, you know, it's another form of assault uh, from the enemy where the enemy gets us to believe doctrines, to get us to believe these other things, trying to steer us away from the true gospel of God. But he wants to throw other things in our ear, you know, that and, and it's part of distracting, distracting doctrines that are tormenting, that are unbiblical. And Christians become obsessed with these doctrines. And in the end, they don't even matter. The Christian life is, it's not easy, but rather it's simple, though. Can't say, you know, it's it's been an easy walk. It could be simple, though. You know, anything that's spiritual, it is simple. When you follow Jesus, you love him. You love clean. You love others. You worship God. You devote yourself to the word. You devote yourself to prayer. These are simple things. These are simple things, but sometimes the enemy can bring torment by means of indoctrination. And uh, these two assaults, they work good together, you know, by getting you to believe certain doctrines. It can bring about certain mental torments now. So if you if you believe another gospel. It can bring other spirits another gospel it could bring other spirits probably more tormenting than the ones you already toting around with you you know the enemy will you hear you scripture sometimes to torment you not not the scripture in itself not saying that not scripture in itself but it's the twisting of the scripture that he uses he twisted He'll twist it to torment you, man. How are you going to torment us with this right here? He's going to twist it. He's going to twist it. Second Corinthians 10 and 5, it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience 
of Christ. It's casting down these imaginations, you know, by means of truth, you know, uh, uh, get these thoughts, you know, to subject itself to the word. We think in word. If we think in word, then we're living word. Because Jesus is the living word. We're trying to, we're going to be like a sponge. You know, we want to, we want to suck it in us. So once we squeeze it, it's going to come out. What we put in, it has to come out. Whether it's bad or whether it's this good living word, it's going to come out. Casting down them imaginations. If you want to defeat the deception of the enemy, if you want to defeat these attacks first, identify the deception by knowing the word, compare your thoughts and what's in your head with what's in the word. That's how you identify lies. That's how you'll recognize these lies. He won't be able to just come tell you anything if we already got the real thing inside of us. Anything is it, just not happening. We'll be able to identify these lies. You know, once you identify the lies, you know, choose to believe the truth. Choose to believe the truth once we identify them. You know, thoughts are actions. Thoughts are the actions, you know, of the mind. And, uh, you know, we choose what, you know, choose what you believe. And, you know, once you have chosen, you know, to believe the truth, freedom, you know, follows. Freedom, freedom, here comes freedom now. Freedom follows uh, truth. It follows it. And, And once we... Once we get a dose of, of this truth and we, we choose to believe the truth, you know, and then we feel that freedom, it follows, you know, and, you know, the attack of the enemy is it's defeated there, man, because he can't just tell us anything. We, we don't have to believe anything no more. We know what we know. You know, we we look in our past and we know where we came from. We know where we at. And it's it's truth in our past and future. Past and present, because we don't know the future. It's truth in it. You know, if we know where we was and we know where we at now. And we're walking. We walking this out. We walking it out for real. It's nothing the enemy can do. Uh, to deceive us no decep- deception he can throw at us to get us off of what we know 